I am sure you have been in a situation where you've entered a new culture, could have been a new job, new school, where you felt out of place, where you didn't feel like you belonged. I was a Navy brat, so I had four elementary schools and two junior highs. And as such, I was very accustomed to walking into a new school. That first day of a new job, not knowing anybody, feeling out of place, we're going to talk today about getting over that and creating a culture of inclusiveness. Welcome to this week's episode of the Work With Me podcast, sponsored by IFI Training. I'm Richard. I'm Scott. And I'm Susan. And today is the third part in our four-part series introducing the different personality types of jungle motives. Now, jungle motives is one dimension of what we call 3D relationships. The other two dimensions are character, which is developed by experiences over time, and perspective, which is largely based off of how and where you're raised. But personality is it's inherent. There are the four different animals. We've already talked about monkeys, whose core instinct is to have fun or life enjoyment. We've also already talked about jungle cats, whose core instinct is control. Today, we're going to talk about horses, whose core instinct is connection. And the next episode, we will talk about bears, whose core motive is balance. So like I said, today we're going to talk about horses. We're going to introduce you to them, explain how to recognize what a horse is, and we're going to explain different horse traits. We will also give you tips on how to work with them, and we will do that with Encanto. Spoiler alert, we are going to talk about Bruno. Sorry, Lynn (laughs) Manuel, we are going to talk about Bruno. And we're going to talk about everyone else in Encanto. Encanto is a movie about horses horse personalities. Most of the characters in this movie have their primary personality as horse. They are all about connection. And it's a beautiful example of the things that we need to look for and that we see from horses. Families often bring horse out of people because a family is about connection. So that's that's an easy fit for Encanto. But the basic story of Encanto is about a young woman who is trying to fit in. She's trying to find her culture piece, where she is, how she is a part of her family. Even the house in Encanto has horse issues. The house can't seem to stay together, right? It's falling apart, the cracks in the house. And we'll we'll look at those problems. So we're going to see the strengths of horses and the challenges, some of the challenges that they face viewed through the movie Encanto. Just to review, Richard is a bear. Susan is a jungle cat. And I am a horse, a proud horse. So what are the hungers that horses have? Let's talk about those. And Scott, let me just say, Scott, as a horse, absolutely had to be, he felt like he owned this episode because horses are pleased with who they are. They're proud of who they are. And they like to make sure that people know that that's who they are. Horses rule. Woo-hoo! <laughs> one of the things that, that uh, horses crave, one of their hungers is to feel secure. And it's interesting because you see kind of the dichotomy as they set up how Encanto is going to evolve. You have Mirabel, who loves her family. She loves being a part of it, but she isn't really a part of it because she never got her special gift. 
And we see her work on that throughout the whole movie. At the same time, she's got her nephew, Antonio, who has lived with her in her room. And she's working really hard to help him feel safe to feel secure. It will be fine. And if anything goes wrong, you get to come back to me and I will take care of you. Well, and it's important to note, she doesn't actually have her own room. She lives in the nursery because she didn't get a room. Because she she didn't get her gift. Doesn't have a gift. Yeah. One of the other horse hungers is to be understood. Horses want people to know them. So horses are famous for sharing a lot of information. Uh, They crave to have people understand what's going on and care about me like I care about you because horses core instinct or that primary motive is connection. They have this hunger for having other people also want to connect with them. They have that need to be understood. And I want to just take, just insert here for a minute, the importance as we look at horse personalities of belonging in a company culture, in a company setting. We are finding more and more with the research that is being done that employees who feel like they belong, who feel a connection to the people that they work with, stay longer, produce better quality work. The quantity, the amount of their production is up. Everything about a healthy company culture improves the company's bottom line. And yet it's something that's been kind of missing. And so that's one of the values of a horse. Well, number the number one challenge in corporate America today is retention. Corporations are having a very hard time getting people to stay in part because employees don't feel like the company is invested in them. Like they care. They're not part of a culture. So you see a lot of programs around inclusivity and employee engagement because we're trying to make employees feel like they belong, which is a horse talent. And in general, uh, we live in a very horse society. So here in America, we tend to be a lot more about connections than most other societies. So th- that's even more emphasized just with the the general culture that exists here in the United States of America today. Yeah, and let me emphasize when we look at personality, we're looking at why people do what they do, not necessarily just what they do. So why does a horse feel loyal? Why does a horse go above and beyond and stay an extra hour at work without getting paid for it? That loyalty, that drive. So let's talk about a couple of the other hungers for horses. So one of those is that they they have a natural hunger to be appreciated. More than any other personality, horses need people to say, hey, you're doing a great job. And a lot, honestly, I think a lot of the corporate programs today are not geared around showing appreciation. They're big programs or they're where horses need a pat on the back. They need to know they're doing good work and that their their work is appreciated. And along with that, horses have this core hunger to please others. And and they're validated by that feeling of appreciation, that acknowledgement that they're being appreciated. And I think this is demonstrated so perfectly in Encanto when you see Luisa is just quintessential Clydesdale, which means that her primary is is horse, her secondary is bear. So she's she's not going to tell you as much as maybe 
a lot of other horses will. And she's she's a workhorse, right? She'll do everything that, that is required of her and make sure that she gets it right. And she holds that all in instead of telling people about what's going on in her life and maybe how she's struggling with things. So when, when Mirabel comes up to Luisa and wants to know why Luisa's eye was twitching, Luisa still won't readily share that. She's got to be strong. Yeah. Yeah. So she won't share it with her sister and she should be able to, right? Mirabel comes at it from this belief like, hey, you should be able to share this problem with me. But Mirabel has to kind of coerce her to do it. And I, I told my wife that I feel like one of Mirabel's superpowers is is hearing what's actually wrong with people. So she might not have a door. She might not have any other special magical abilities. But I think, I don't, for some reason, people just feel the need to start singing whenever they're around her <laughs> and exposing like their deep, dark secrets. <laughs> And it's very well done. If you haven't seen Encanto, it's worth it's worth grab a couple of kids and watch it because it's worth watching. So the last hunger for horses, which is really what the whole movie is about, horses need to belong. And that's a that's a big theme throughout the movie. Mirabel, without her gift, um, is trying to find how she belongs in this family of amazing people, family that has all of these abilities that she doesn't have interesting that the the abuela i think the abuela is probably more jungle cat than horse where where she tries to control she's trying to keep control of everything when stuff starts falling apart mirabel is the person who notices right because she's in tune horses naturally are kind of they're sensitive they're in tune she's the first mirabel is the first to notice the cracks in casita and she's figuring out the whole thing is trying to figure out uh, how to keep it together. And part of that is that desire to belong in the family and figure out your place. And I, th- I think for horses, their drive to connect helps them observe things that maybe other people are missing. So it's not that the cracks weren't happening until Mirabel notices it. It's that Mirabel was tuned in enough to see it. She felt that there was something wrong, and then she looked and saw the cracks. And that that sensing ability is unique to horses. Which is certainly one of their strengths. So what, what are some of the other strengths that horses have? So they are, they're very sincere. They are very genuine. Uh, they show caring. They can also sense when people are not being genuine. So I think that's a strength. And I love the strength that we see demonstrated at the proposal dinner. Everything has to be perfect. The people are all seated in their right place. The food is all proper. Everything is proper and perfect about that dinner until, right, until everything gets blown up. But that perfection and that ability to do it right, and they invite the villagers. They invite, obviously, the fiancé and his family. Everybody knows about it. Everybody's excited about it. It's an event, and it, it is treated with perfection, with what how it should happen. Quality. So that is definitely, horses have to do things well. Unlike uh, jungle cats are doing things well to get ahead and control things, horses are doing things well to please others. Well, and you see the whole pueblo, the whole town comes together to celebrate. They they have compassion. They, They want to show their enthusiasm for others. They want to show their support for others. A lot of times you'll see this in the in the workplace where horses might be asking about more than what at least what jungle cats think is appropriate. Where jungle cats are more able to compartmentalize, horses want the whole thing and they want to celebrate you. They want to participate in that. And and that again sometimes can make specifically jungle cats and, and bears maybe a little bit uncomfortable, but it's very important 
to the horse that they acknowledge you. So some, sometimes, so if you are a bear or you are a jungle cat that has some horses at work that, you know, are making a bigger deal of something than you feel like they should, sometimes you need to just grin and bear it and say, you know, th- thanks for noticing. I appreciate that. I think there's an interesting example of the moral conscience that drives horses in the movie. And you see it dealt with in two different ways. That moral conscience that Mirabel feels drives her to find out what's going on. But for everybody else, it's to cover it up, to not let anybody know. And I think it's two different manifestations of the same strength and how they deal with it. No, we're not going to let, nobody's, nobody's going to look in the corner, right? Nobody's going to see what's over here. And the other is, we're going to make it right. We're going to get it fixed. We're going to get to the bottom of it. And horses are definitely externally focused, meaning that they're considering how their actions affect others. In fact, that is why Bruno disappears because Bruno doesn't want to hurt the family. And so he goes into seclusion. And yes, we have just spoken about Bruno. But we don't talk about Bruno. No, we talk about Bruno. On this podcast, we talk about Bruno. And really, that's a healthy way for horses to deal with things a lot of times. They have to talk through things. So it's it's not enough for them to just deal with it on their own. They have to talk about it. And I suspect that that was one of the takeaways that they wanted you to get from the movie was, hey, you, you do need to talk about Bruno. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. And and along with that, another thing that that shows is just the sense of responsibility that they feel. Bruno had this responsibility to take care of his family, to help them feel good about things. And really, almost every character portrays that. And, and I agree that either the abuela, abuela Alma is either a horse jungle cat or a jungle cat horse when her, her husband dies. She feels this responsibility right. all of a sudden to take care of the people that were with her, her town, her pueblo. The whole team. Yeah, the whole town. And that's why she holds everyone to this super high standard is, is because she feels that responsibility of we need to make sure that everything's perfect, that everyone's taken care of, that they know that we're here for them. And it, it's a very typical horse trait to take care of other people at the expense of themselves. And to take responsibility for things that they don't have to take responsibility for, because the village obviously had a whole bunch of people with a whole bunch of ability and good qualities and all of that. But the abuela, she made it her job and made it the family's job. So the last strength that we'll talk about with horses is they are intuitive. So they they have those gut feelings and they follow that intuition. And a lot of times that intuition is right because they are sensing people and they're very good at picking up on what's going on, even the unspoken. They watch body language. They see the twitch. Uh, they notice when things aren't exactly right and they're able to talk it out and pull people into. And as a jungle cat... Um and Scott and I have, have worked at IFI training. We, we started IFI training in 1996, and we've worked together since 1998. It's been for a couple of years, and there have been times as we have worked together when logically I could see more than one path. And lots of times I've just gone to Scott and said, okay, this is the situation. What does your gut tell you? And when we followed that, it's almost always been the right thing to do, to follow his sensing. And it's it's been in everything from how we've priced things to who's delivered training to all kinds of different 
avenues, how we've developed the training, a whole bunch of different things that allowing him to have that input and to use that intuition has blessed our business. So when horses are making decisions and they trust their gut, they're, they're able to work through that a lot quicker, the, the decision-making process a lot quicker. I think sometimes though, it is a challenge for them that they want to make the right decision and they do all the hand wringing. That, that can paralyze. Yeah, that yeah. could paralyze a horse, yep. uh, making sure they want to get the right the right decision. So let's talk about some of the other horse challenges. Before we go there, can we just talk a minute about how these strengths can help to build comp- company culture? It's a great idea. Horses are compassionate. So if you give the horse the job to help the team feel a team unity, you think they're going to be able to make that work? Right. And they'll find out things. They'll come up with innovative ways in that. I mean, horses aren't, in, intuition isn't their strongest thing, but they will innovate to find ways to help people belong. And roughly three out of every four people who leave a job don't leave the job, they leave their manager. So you see that the horses can make great managers because they're going to be paying attention to the small details. What's what's going on with this employee? They, they seem to be a little bit off. So they're going to be reading some of these warning signs that maybe someone's becoming more disengaged or beginning to seek employment elsewhere, which at the time of recording right now is more than half of all employees. It's almost four out of five employees are looking for work right now or at, at the very least open to work. So it becomes invaluable to have a horse manager who can recognize some of these signs start popping up in people and be able to help work through that problem with them. Horses are great at connecting and people want to be recognized. They want to be appreciated. Everybody, not just horses, like to be appreciated. And horses are very good at creating that culture of, again, engagement and inclusivity. I just thought that was valuable as we think about creating that culture in your company and the role, and the power, the strength of horses. Great idea. Horses are not without challenges. And one of those that we see in the movie is the volatility. Peppa and her rain clouds, a great way to show that. Horses have a lot of ups and downs, right? They're not the most stable animal. And especially with emotions, them being sensing animals, the emotions, they don't just have their own emotions, but they also tend to feel the empathy and feel the emotions that other people are feeling. So they can be all over the place. Fortunately, most horses don't come with their own weather patterns. <laughs> yeah, for, fortunately or unfortunately, because there are times when it'd be nice to see some, just see somebody walk in with the rain clouds. Although <laughs> I, I suppose sometimes you can anyway, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, horses are are not the most transparent of animals. I had a fascinating experience last week. I went to pick up a prescription at a pharmacy and it had been a long day. And the gal, after she gave me the prescription, she said, I want you to tell me one thing that you're thankful for today. And I thought, uh, well, I have lots that I'm thankful for today. And I realized that I had been projecting the storm cloud because of everything that had been happening that day. And I did. I had a whole list of things I could tell her. And I appreciated the horse reaching out. And this is a gal who knows our birthdays the minute we walk in. You don't have to give her the information anymore. She's Best worked. pharmacist on <laughs> she's planet worked, Earth. She's worked really hard at connecting. Shout out to Erica. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, I loved that. I thought that was an awesome use of her of her abilities. So Richard, you mentioned the, the indecisive, right? Sometimes they do have a, a hard time getting at a decision. And particularly if they are focusing on feelings and not logic, sometimes that's, that's tough because emotions can be uh, more 
unstable than logic. And a good manager knows how to let emotions be a part of work. And I think for years we have worked to take feeling out of work. You you go home to have feeling. You spend time with your friends to have feeling and work is about just pushing through it, getting the work done. And today's culture doesn't allow for that. We have to learn to ride the emotion. If it's a negative emotion that the team's feeling, if we just had a blow for whatever reason, you have to be able to talk about it and you can learn to use that when you when you embrace the emotions, you can learn to use both the positive and the negative, I think. So one of the other challenges that horses have, and this is illustrated very, very well in the movie Encanto, is getting fixated. Horses sometimes get very fixated on solving other people's problems. Like Louisa is so focused on being the strong one and doing whatever anybody needs doing that she ignores her own kind of personal health. And uh, that, that's a challenge. And again, Mirabel is able to see that and bring it out and focus on that. And I think fixated is a really nice way to say stubborn. Or obsessive compulsive. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'll add to that that you definitely see some positives from that fixation too. So it, it can be a challenge if if the dog won't let go of the bone. <laughs> Um, that, that can be a challenge, but ultimately at the end of the film, because Mirabel stuck with it and was able to persevere, uh, she was able to help the family get to a much healthier place than they would have otherwise. And who knows, right? You can play the what ifs. What if they never solved these issues? All the cracks in the casita would, would you know, eventually come out. So they do come out in time, but the way that she handled it, they were able to work through it. And the casita, spoiler alert here, the casita did get destroyed. It does not fare well, but then it does. But then, yeah, they were able to restore it because they went through that. You guys are terrible. That's and, and I love that. I love the that way of looking at it because throughout the jungle motive personalities, you see challenges for all of the animals. And as human creatures, we have them. But you can take every single one of those challenge and where both parties are willing, you can turn that into something that works. And sometimes it's just a matter of directing that. So let's shift gears. Let's talk about how we can work effectively with horses. Suggestions? I think we've hit on some of them. You know, the understanding the emotions, being aware of it, allowing them to talk, allowing them to connect, to feel, allowing emotion to be a part of the workplace. But I'd like to specifically draw attention to what you were saying about allowing them to express themselves. Sometimes as a bear, I understand what somebody is saying. And my secondary is horse, somewhat you call a panda bear. So I, I feel like I get that feeling from them. So I understand what they're saying and I want to move past it. It's really hard sometimes to just let them finish saying it because sometimes they need to express themselves for the sake of expressing themselves. Just, and working yeah. through it themselves, right? Not not just so that you understand that's how they process things. And remember that for horses, a loyalty to show them that you're committed more than any other animal they need. They are loyal and they really want to know that you are that you feel that same loyalty to them. So make sure that you're that you're showing that you care. And once you've developed the connection, once there's an element of 
okay, I get that you're going to buy into me that we can have some sort of a relationship. That's when you get to start to fix problems and help them fix problems. And it's per problem. You don't get to just do that once, right? Every problem that that surfaces, sometimes you just have to let them vent or let them talk about the problem or complain about how it's affecting them. But once you get through that process, that's when the opportunity opens up to find the solutions. And building that relationship over time is rewarded with more loyalty, right? So if if I show them that I will be loyal to them, I show them I'm willing to invest my time, my energy, my effort into our relationship because it's important to me, you'll see them return that to you, which is why companies with great culture have much lower turnover than those that don't. And your horses are willing to stay late if there's a deadline. They're willing to come in on Saturdays when there's a need. You have to be careful because you might be able to push that too far and abuse that situation. But when it's necessary, it can be used and it can be used really effectively. I keep thinking about this video that we watched years ago, and, and many of you listening have probably seen the video, but it's a woman with a nail stuck into her forehead. And she goes to somebody and she says, I have a headache. And that person looks at her and says, well, you've got, no, just listen to me, she says. She just wants to tell her story. And it's not until after she gets through with the story that that person is able to say, well, how about if we pull the nail out of your forehead? Sometimes it seems that simple. It seems like it ought to be an easy fix, but you have to let them get through what they have to say before you can interject. Horses do take time. Yeah, they do. They are more time consuming than other personality than other animals, but it is worth it because with a horse, you get somebody that is willing to go the extra mile for you. For those people that they feel respect and trust for, there is nothing they won't do. Well, and especially at jobs where you recognize that your team may need to put in some extra effort from time to time, uh, having a horse on the team, even though you're taking more time kind of throughout the year, is invaluable because you're going to keep them there because they feel that sense of, of loyalty. And as long as they understand the reasons for staying late or for putting in some extra effort, even though there might not be monetary compensation or potentially even other recognition sometimes, even though horses especially love that public recognition, uh, they're willing to do it because they have that relationship with you. And that's where you can cash in the chips, so to speak, on that relationship. And just telling them thank you. Just saying, hey, I appreciate that you stayed. They'll help someone who's struggling. They'll help someone who doesn't understand the process. Let me explain it to you. They'll walk away from their own work for a minute and, and make things happen. Horses are an asset. And recognize that as you're spending time with them, that they'll put in the quality that you need a lot of times, that especially the more logical of the animals, the bears and the jungle cats might, and and actually monkeys too. So all three of the other animals sometimes struggle with that quality. It's not embedded in them as deeply as it is in horses. Genuine, right? Thank you for joining us today. We invite you to make a list of your horses. Who do you know that are horses? Look at them. And what are the things you're going to do to improve your relationship? As you write that list, think about specific things that you can do to make your relationship stronger, to make your relationship connect more. You'll be impressed at what happens. They will give you back in spades. This episode has been sponsored by IFI Training. Uh, We'd encourage you to share this episode with somebody in your life that maybe you were thinking about as we were talking about horses today. Tell them how much you care about them. Tell them maybe your favorite 
trait that they have in this, but please share this podcast with somebody else. And Scott would love it as a horse if you would rate him five stars (laughs) on your favorite podcast app. That would make me feel like you care. (laughs) It's a beautiful thing. But we, we would love to get the word out. Embrace the jungle. Now go make relationships work for you.